Welcome to Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. I'm Rick Moyer. On today's show, the brand new audio drama, Beaten to a Pulp, listener comments, and more. Thanks so much for joining me for taking with you. Today we're going to talk about uh, some cool stuff about my iPod Touch, the prequel comics for Star Trek. And I found a really good deal at the Star Wars store that I have to tell you about. It's way cool. Stay tuned. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. You know, if you get a chance, head on over to Rico's site. He's got all sorts of different stuff going on now at www.treksinsci-fi.com. And he's doing um, some really neat stuff with uh, like Geek Play TV and Job for a Hero and all sorts of cool stuff. Plus the forum there is just such a great community. Uh, I joined about three years ago and really love it. You would too. Well, it's time once again for What's Going On at Rick's House on Take Him With You. So a couple of weeks ago, my son comes home, Nathan, and uh, he's, he says, man, I'm not feeling so good. And I thought, oh, poor guy, you know, and of course he proceeded to get um, like this yucky head cold and flu kind of thing. And boy, we tried all to avoid getting it, but it didn't work. No, no, no. It's like dominoes. Have you ever noticed that? I don't know if you come from a big family or not, but with us five people living in a small little place... Um, one gets it and then the other one kind of gets it and so on and so forth. So we were like dominoes at our house. Nathan had it for a few days and he, uh, has recovered and is doing a lot better. But then I think uh, the next person to get it was Catherine. And then I started getting a tickle in my throat and then Andrew got it. And a couple days before school was over, uh, for spring break for him, he was sick. And then, uh, of course Amy got it. And so she's still dealing with it and I'm just on the tail end of it. But, uh, boy, the crud. I call it the crud. Blah. I don't like the crud. But, you know, that happens, and we, we live in a world where we get sick once in a while. You know, it's been good, though, because for the last six months or so, I haven't even had any sickness at all. So it was, you know, I guess it happens, and you got to go through it and get, get done with it. 
Nothing but that a little ibuprofen and some rest and eating better food, I guess, helps. But anyway, we're all on the mend, and that's good. That's good. It just definitely plays havoc with my voice. I sound like I'm a, hello, I'm Mr. Nasley. I'm so glad you joined me for taking him with you. Sorry. Anyway, but today is a very, very going to be a very cool day on Taking With You, and I think you're really going to enjoy the audio drama coming up. But let's see. So we're getting over the crud at our house. That's been going on. I also got some great listener comments that I'm going to play. Uh, this is my friend Meds from England, and he has some cool stuff to say about the podcast, so I'd like you to listen to that. And then when I get back, Tim from Oregon has sent me an email, and I'll comment on that as well. So uh, get ready, and then I'll share some more about what's going on at our house. Hi Vic, this is Meds from Waffle Lump Podcast, and uh, this is just a small audio comment to say how much I really do enjoy your podcast. I'm not a religious person, um, and when I saw your advertisement as being spilt, you're not religious, I thought I've got to give this, uh, this a go. And um, you really are uh, a great guy. Your podcast is enlightening. I thoroughly enjoy your uh, stories from your past and your thoughts of the future and your the, your best wishes that you send everybody. I always tend to listen to your podcast on a Monday morning when I get to work. Um, I work in a factory in the day and so it's, it can be a bit noisy and a bit grimy and uh, surrounded by grey machinery. You do need, uh, need something to uh, lift you up and I, I find podcasts are the one thing that do that and yours especially so. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy listening to them and I always look forward to the next episode. Thanks again, Rick, and uh, please do keep up the good work. Take care, mate. Thanks so much, Meds. You're such a cool guy and a great friend. I met Meds over at the TrexinSciFi.com forums and have really enjoyed uh, getting to know him and riding with him on the role-playing Star Trek game that we do together, and he's just a great guy. And you know, Meds, the the reason I'm doing this podcast is exactly what you said. I I've just you know over the years and over the time, I don't know. I've just seen religion divide and make people upset, and and I've seen some pretty bad things in religious circles. And I just felt like it was really important to do something like this, where it's we talk about spirituality, we talk about I talk about my faith in God and in Christ. But no, I hopefully don't do it in such a stuffy, boring, religious way and judgmental and all this different stuff. I, I just don't want to do that. I want to do it genuine and real and about how God has saved my life. And that's why I do what I do. I like telling stories and I enjoy talking about how God has changed my life. And, you know, I'm just so glad that you're listening to the program. I think that's really, really cool. So thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy it as, as the time goes on. Also, I want to let you know that Meds has a, uh, a podcast called Waffle On. It's really cool. You've heard the promos here on Taking With You before. He does a wonderful job with his co-host, and, and he's also an actor. You can see him on the web if you want to go check him out. He's got some great-looking sideburns, man. you got to go check him out uh, at uh, www.thedangersigns.com. Now, uh, just wanted to let you know it's it's comedy, and there's some adult things in it, so... Uh, you know, beware, but have a great time, and uh, uh, you'll have to tell me what you think of, of Meds. He's a great guy, and he's got—he's a hilarious comedy guy. I mean, he's just a great actor, and is a great writer as well. So, thanks, Meds, for your comments. Also, got an email from a guy named Tim. Tim has been my friend for a while now, and he's been listening to the podcast. Here's what he says: He says, "Hey, Rick, I have a comment about what you said in a previous podcast." One thing that I do agree with, religious people have gotten too caught up with persecuting people and making them fear God. 
Although I do agree that one must be fearful of God, these people take it too far. One day, I talked with a woman who, because she was divor- or divorced her husband, was told by hers and my former pastor that she was going to hell if she didn't fix the relationship fast. Although I do not know the reason why she divorced her husband, it doesn't matter. Even if I knew both sides of the story, there's no reason to condemn people for what they do. When they persisted in questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the person among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. That's John 8, 7. That verse sticks with me, and I always try to follow it. I have never asked the woman why she divorced her husband, and even if she tells me, there's no reason to break off friendship nor berate her over it. What's done is done, and ultimately it's her life, not mine. What do you think about that, Rick? Tim. Okay, what do I think about that? <laughs> Good question, Tim. I think that I think that people sometimes don't have a lot of grace, and I think that uh, we have made... In our culture, or at least in in people that profess to be believers, we've made uh, divorce out to be this unpardonable sin, you know, and that that people, you know, the concept that if somebody is divorced, they're going to hell is really, that's not really biblical. I mean, we're quite honestly, biblically, all of us without God are in in trouble, (laughs) if that makes sense, Um, whatever our actions are. Uh, the, the, The fact is, it's a heart issue. And I think that uh, as a dad, I am very concerned about my kids. And if they, I don't want to see them hurt. I don't want to see them go through pain. So there's a few things that I don't really like my kids to be involved with or or like them to have to go through. So I warn them about it. So when you hear like people say, that, or you hear in the Bible that it says God hates divorce, I'm not, he doesn't hate divorced people or people going through a divorce. He hates divorce because it rips up the hearts of his children. Does that make sense? I mean, I've known some people that have gone through divorces, and man, it's just, it's the worst time of their life. It sucks. It's not cool. And I think that's the reason that God hates divorces, because it hurts his kids. So, you know, that's the answer there. Are they in danger of going to hell? You know what? That's what grace is all about. That's what forgiveness is all about. You know, I really don't think that uh, because someone... Uh, has a relationship problem that God's going to throw them into hell as a result of that. I think it really, really matters about where their heart is at. I know a lot of people that have had second, some even third, fourth chances, you know, and and they're doing better now. But I guess all that to say this, it's really not our place to be condemning and hurting people over the fact that they're hurting. It's our place as believers, at least for me, to come alongside someone and to love them through the difficult time that they're going through. That doesn't mean that I, you know, I, I really do think that couples should give it a go and that they should do everything they can to, to stay together because I think God honors that. But if it doesn't work out, there's grace. There's grace. You know, God loves us and he cares about us. And again, I think the only reason that we see such strong words in the Bible about divorce being bad is because God cares about his kids and he doesn't want to see them suffer. And and divorce makes people suffer, makes everybody suffer, and it's not very fun. So I don't know if that answers your question or not, but uh, I do know that we all have our own things that we deal with. And one sin is no different than any other sin. And and one mistake is really no different than any other mistake as far as God is concerned. He knows that we make them. We're human beings. And he still loves us. And he still cares for us. And he wants the best for our life. So, okay. I'm done being preachy. Done being preachy. What else is going on around Rick's house? A couple of other things that I want to talk about before we get into the audio drama today. I got... 
the coolest download. Uh, I was um, on Twitter one day, and we on the Treks and Sci-Fi forum, we were talking about the new Star Trek movie and how they had um, some comic books that they were putting out called the prequels. And so um, I had ordered a couple of comic books. I'm not a real huge comic book fan because I just don't have the money to spend on them. But every once in a while I'll pick one up because I think they're cool or whatever, you know. But I really like Star Trek. So I ordered the prequel comic, the first one, and got it. And uh, wow, it was just really, really cool. And as I'm reading through it, I'm, I'm liking the animation or the animation. The, uh, the illustrations and the artwork was just awesome. And it basically goes through the whole, um, the whole story of what happens right before the new Star Trek movie that comes out in May. And so I'm reading through and I'm really enjoying it. It was kind of expensive to get, you know... It just comic books cost so much nowadays that that's one of the reasons I don't have a lot of them because they just there's too much money to spend on them. But then on Twitter one day, one of my friends tweeted, <laughs> Twitter, I love Twitter, and you can follow me if you want at Moyer seven seven seven. Follow me, follow me, and I'll follow you. It's the Twitter thing to do. Anyway. I saw that somebody had that could download the comic book, the prequel Star Trek comic book, on uh, on their iPhone or their iPod Touch, and oh my goodness, baby, I was there. In fact, I was so there that I found out that it was only ninety nine cents per issue, and so I did. And it's called um, it's called Star Trek Countdown. And the, the writers of the Star Trek movie actually do the storyline. And then they've got Mike Johnson and Tim Jones doing the writing of the comic book. And the artist is David, David Messina. And then there's it's all color and it's really cool. But you download it on your iPod and this is just awesome illustrated. I mean, it's just great. And you can, you can slide through the comic book and it's just got some great stuff on it. Anyway, they have four of them leading up. And I just downloaded the last one in the series right before the movie. And I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I'm telling you... It was the best series of illustrated little comic books that I've ever read, just because I'm a Star Trek fan, but but even more so, the story was great. It sets the new movie up perfect. I can't wait to go see it now. And I just highly recommend it to you if you have an iPod Touch, or uh, I, I think that's all you can view it on. I'm not sure if you can view it on any, anything else, but I recommend going into the apps part of your iPod and then clicking on search for uh, Star Trek prequel. And then it'll come up and it'll show you how you can download them. And like I said, I just got done with episode four, the one, the last one that they did. And it is just, oh, man, what a great book. It was just so, so good. The story's very captivating. The artwork was great. And, and I just really, really enjoyed it. I'm geeking out over it right now, as a matter of fact. I read it really early in the morning, like really early in the morning. And I couldn't put it down because it was so, so good. So go check that out. Uh, if you have an iPod, go over to um, the apps section and uh, download Star Trek Countdown. One through four. A whole four bucks and you got all four comic books. And that's cheaper than, I mean, one comic book is like three ninety nine for the for the actual book itself. 99 cents. What a deal. Okay. I'm a geek. I'm a geek and I know I'm a geek. It's Okay. And last but not least, at our house, um, I had a, I, I found something really cool. A friend of mine on Facebook wanted to know how much something at the Star Wars store in Aberdeen was. And Zuckerman's Star Wars store is such a cool place. You should go to my uh, MySpace. It's MySpace. 
slash Moyer777 and then go to my photos and go to the Star Wars uh, store photos. I took like 60 photos of the of the shop. It's it's all Star Wars stuff. They have Star Wars, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, comic book heroes, all sorts of things in that store. But anyway, suffice it to say, I went down there to find out how much the cardboard cutout of Princess Leia was for one of my friends who had Facebooked me. And I went in to, to do that. And as I was in there, I found a great deal. <laughs> I got the Battlestar Galactica soundtrack on LP. Yeah, a record. And I also found, and it's a mint condition. I mean, it's just beautiful. Hardly any scratches on it. Doesn't look like it even got played. And then I also got a $6 million man record and comic book that went along with the record. Big, big, cool, illustrated thing. And I got it all for really cheap. I was really excited. And and then my wife's looking at me like, why are you doing this? And we get all done. And she goes, honey, you don't even own a record player. <sighs> I know. I know. I don't. <laughs> but I couldn't pass it up. Who can pass up a vintage Battlestar Galactica soundtrack LP? From the 1970s. That's cool, man. That's just cool. So now I'm the proud owner of it, and I can't listen to it because I don't have a record player. So I think I'm going to have to win an auction of one of those USB uh, direct drive turntables to plug into my computer so I can listen to it. I know I could download it probably off iTunes and listen to it, but I don't know. There's something about having that LP. It's cool. LP, big black things. Remember with the little hole in the middle? Yeah. Well, I remember those. Maybe you don't. Depends on how old you are. But what a great deal. And then the $6 million man record. I used to have those when I was a kid, and I would listen to them over and over and over. And I didn't even know that they still had them. And there it was, vintage from the 1970s. So I bought that, too. And so now I have these two records. And my wife says, where are we going to put them? What are we going to do with them? And I just said, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I had to have them. (laughs) Now I'm getting a phone call. Wow, figures. I have that talking caller ID. <laughs> Three, six, oh. Yeah, anyway. That's what editing is for. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a minute with some words of wisdom on Take It With You. I think if she watched Empire, she would want to watch Jedi. The way that Lucas planned it, um, Star Wars A New Hope was supposed to be able to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. And so it does have a conclusion. That's why we you know, chose... It's not like watching Fellowship yeah. of the Ring where you're like, oh, I just sat here for three hours yeah. and this stupid <laughs> story just started. <laughs> it's not stupid. I know, I know. Of course it's not stupid. I love it. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Ah, the Anomaly Podcast. And so much fun to listen to. You should check them out. Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. Today's Words of Wisdom come out of John chapter 8. Thanks to Tim's email, I thought I would read the account from the Message Bible. Here's what it says. Jesus went across to the Mount of Olives, but he was soon back in the temple again. Swarms of people came to him. He sat down and taught them. The religious scholars and Pharisees led in a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. 
They stood her in plain sight of everyone and said, Teacher, this woman was caught red-handed in the act of adultery. Moses in the law gives orders to stone such persons. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something incriminating so they could bring charges against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger in the dirt. They kept at him, badgering him. He straightened up and said, The sinless one among you go first. Throw the stone. Bending down again, he wrote some more in the dirt. Hearing that, they walked away, one after another, beginning with the oldest. The woman was left alone, and Jesus stood up and spoke to her. Woman, where are they? Does no one condemn you? No one, Master. Neither do I, said Jesus. Go on your way. From now on, don't sin. This is one of the reasons that I serve God, because he's so cool. I mean, Jesus, how amazing was that, that he would care more about her? I mean, he cared about what she did, because he said, don't go sin anymore. But he cared about her, and he knew the human condition that all of us have stuff in our life that's not right. And, uh, and we shouldn't be condemning each other. We should be helping each other. That's Words of Wisdom on Taking With You. You know, we wanted to let you know that every week we do a thing called the Weekly Encouragement. It's a professional email newsletter that goes out every Monday morning. And Amy, you write for it, don't you? Yes, I do. And what kind of articles are you writing for the newsletter? Um, I try to find things that inspire me to grow as a person. And hopefully in finding those things, it will also encourage and inspire others. Well, that's cool. And it's kind of, I don't know. I... We have different writing styles completely. So anyway, what we're trying to do is encourage people. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other thing that we're doing with the newsletter is because our podcast is free. It goes out free over iTunes and on our website and Podcast Alley. Uh, We don't charge anything for that. But we as a family need to make money to pay our bills too, don't we? That's nice. Yes. So Mm -hmm. we're asking if people will subscribe to the newsletter that they would pay $20 or more every month for that. And uh, I think if everybody that listened to the program gave that, we would have more than enough to pay the bills. Yes. And and even if you don't have the money to give right now, I know um, times are tight, finances are tight, um, please support us with your prayers. And, um, and, you know, just as we try to encourage you, it, it's just nice to hear from you mm-hmm. to see um, if this is helping you. Yeah, we love it. So you can uh, email us your feedback at Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. That's Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. We'd love to hear what you think about the newsletter. And, you know, you can always uh, spread that newsletter around to your friends and family if they need to be encouraged as well. Yep. Cool. So all I have to do to sign up for the newsletter is go to TakeHimWithYou.com and click on the newsletter button, and that will take you right to the subscription. you click on the button that says subscribe. Right, and then you fill out the info. I like it. When things are simple. That's simple. Yeah. I, I think like I made it simple. So yeah. the following audio presentation includes graphic violent descriptions. Please be advised. Although it is explaining an actual occurrence, it could be disturbing to a younger audience. The following audio presentation 
is brought to you by TakeHimWithYou.com and Moyer Multimedia, LLC. Get ready for Beaten to a Pulp. Okay, note to self. We're at the next layer here at the dig, and Dr. Blankenship is brushing around the artifact. We're not sure what it is yet. Careful. Use the smaller brush. Calm down, Blake. It's not like I've never done this before. Yeah, yeah. So what is it? Just a little more. Careful. It looks like we are the proud discoverers of a ladle. A ladle? Seriously? That's not bad. Well, after six months, I was looking forward to something a little more glamorous than a ladle, but beggars can't be choosers, can they? (laughs) No, they can't. Well, look who made it back. Did you get it? Get it? (laughs) Dr. Crowley always gets what she wants. It's in the tent. You're going to want to see this. But don't let me distract you. What did you find there? Well, it looks like a water ladle. I think this adds credence to the captain of the guard station. So far, with the other things we have dug up, our theory is really coming together. Well, then let's get this new piece of equipment out of its case and try it out. I think we'll find out very quickly if this is what we've been looking for. Note to self, March 5th, 2009. Dr. Crawley has returned with a new paleoradiology machine. We're going to look under the site that we're excavating before we actually dig this stuff up. I am so excited. <laughs> Jeez, Todd, put that thing down and help me get this out. We're making history here, Charlie. I don't want to miss one bit of it. This was a blessing, Dr. Rumstead. An x-ray machine like this for little digs like ours doesn't happen very often. I'm glad the University of Arizona let us borrow it. Usually the Bones boys get this machine. Customs had a few things to say about it, and getting it here to Israel was a miracle in and of itself. I don't believe in miracles, Samantha. But if we found what I think we have, they'll be thanking us. Too bad they don't have a time machine. That would be something. To actually go back and see what it was like. Not only could we find the places to dig at, but breathe the air, see the people. It would be an anthropologist as well as an archaeologist's dream. Yeah, like Star Trek. We can cause a headache for the temporal police. How many times did Kirk time travel? Okay, boys, enough of your science fiction. We have some non-fiction to meme up. Where's the box with the power cord? I had it with me in the airport. What do you mean? It's in a blue box. I don't see any blue box. Can you backtrack and find it? It was smaller. I could have left it in the back of the cab. I'll take you in the Jeep, Samantha. Which cab company did you use? You know, it's almost noon. I'm going to head out for a bite to eat. You guys find the power cord, and we'll meet up at uh, 1.30. Deal? Oh, sure. You get to go eat while we do all the work. Somebody has to do the planning around here. Besides, I'm just going to go down to that little cafe on 3rd. They've got Wi-Fi, and it's not too far out of the way. If you guys get back early, call me. And guys, be careful. There's an alert out today. A couple of rockets were lobbed into the city. Don't worry, boss. 
I'll text you and we won't get started with your new toy before you get back. Although, I might set it all up. Besides, I'll buy lunch for the lady, so he probably won't get back till you do. Okay, see ya. Note to self. Okay, I've got my briefcase with the timeline and my notes on grid four. I'm convinced we're going to find a weapon in this mess. Note to self. I'm running some projections as to what we might find if, in fact, this is the captain of the guard station. It looks like with the water ladle find that it could be exactly what I thought it was. Typically, at these stations were shields, parchments with orders, cat of nine tails, and various spears, swords, and daggers. Do you want some more coffee, Doctor? Yes, thank you. Great lunch, by the way. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah, it's always good here. I'm hopeful that we find some of these artifacts intact. With the help of this new equipment on loan from the University of Arizona, we should be able to see if there's more artifacts under the surface. I'll be posting my blog soon on the ladle find and plan on updating. It's kind of strange. Oh, man, I'm not feeling so comfortable with this. Oh, God. There's a man with explosives around his waist. Stop it! so agitated. They just released Barabbas. We're going to execute the blasphemer Jesus. What land are you from? I am... Um, uh, I wouldn't be showing myself looking like you, my friend. The soldiers are coming. Hide yourself if you know it's good for you. Oh, no. You there! Explain yourself! I, uh, I, uh... Explain yourself! What manner of uniform are you wearing? There... It, it's a... What region are you from? Is that a weapon? What, my briefcase? No, no, it's not a weapon. I just hold my things. I'll take that. Hey, give that back. He stole my briefcase. Are you just going to stand there? Stay where you are. Do not move. Yeah, right. I'm out of here.
Note to self, I barely got away from the guard. I'm searching for some clothing. I have no idea what happened to me. I keep telling myself, I either died and this is my hell, or I'm hallucinating somehow. I'm fascinated, though, with how real everything seems to be. For the sake of the moment, I'm just going to go with the flow, because I don't know what else to do. I've managed to keep a hold of my watch, my digital recorder, obviously, my glasses, oh, my, and my shoes. But I lost my briefcase with all my notes and my wallet. I don't see my computer anywhere. I, I don't know what happened. I couldn't plug it in anyway. I, oh, jeez. Okay, note to self. I managed to get a tunic and a robe from an older gentleman. <laughs> I traded my watch for it. I don't think the guy knew what it was, but from what I could see, he seemed to be kind of happy. So now, I kind of look like everybody else. <laughs> well, not really. I'm the only white guy around here, <laughs> so I kind of stick out like a sore thumb. I think I'm going to try to rub some dirt on my face and my hands. At least I can attempt to fit in. Note to self, I've never been much of a religious man. So what I've just discovered is, I don't know how to say it's challenging me. I just spoke to a man that was warming himself by the fire last night. He apparently recognized another man named, get this, Peter. Yeah, like Peter from the Bible, the guy that uh, supposedly walked on water. I know, it's crazy. But he told me all about his experience with this man, denying that he knew Jesus. This guy claims to have actually heard the rooster crow the third time that, that Peter denied the Christ. Absolutely amazing. He said that this Peter fellow totally broke down and began sobbing, and that he thought he might die of grief. I'm not even sure what to think at this point. This is all too real. That and I really always thought of Jesus as a historical figure. I mean, I've read about him purely from that standpoint. I knew he existed, but of course, I'd never met anyone that actually met him, I, or saw him for that matter. Of course, Samantha, she, she claims to be a believer. She said she knew Jesus. But how are you supposed to know a dead man? I don't know. Oh, somebody's coming. Okay, note to self. I've spoken to a few more of the locals here, and now I'm really alarmed. I think I might actually be here. The sights and the smells. I've never smelled in a dream before. I mean, oh no, the soldiers are coming. I gotta, I gotta get back. I don't want to get caught again. Anyway, the sounds and, and, the, and the sights, it's all too real. These folks that I just ran into described the events that took place this morning before I woke up in the crowd. They said that this Jesus man was put before their governor and asked if he was actually the king of the Jews. I guess the Jewish leaders are really upset over Jesus. They've accused him of being a blasphemer and a troublemaker. The strange thing is that even while he was being questioned by the Jewish leaders, apparently, even the governor, he, he didn't even defend himself. 
why in the world would he say anything? I mean, you'd think if he was the son of God, he'd at least confirm it. Now I wish I would have paid more attention in biblical studies class at University of Arizona. I mean, I know about Roman culture, but I skipped over the whole Jesus thing. Note to self, I stumbled upon a crowd of folks perched on a wall. They're watching something. They seem to be really intrigued. Oh, okay. I'm at what they call the uh, Praetorium. It's the headquarters for Pontius Pilate. It's where the Roman soldiers and the captain of the guard are centralized. I'm going to climb up. See if I can uh, get a good look at what's happening. Okay, in uh, talking with another man here, I'm beginning to understand what I woke up into. Apparently, this is the time of the year that the Jewish folks can request the release of a prisoner as their, uh, well, we call it scapegoat. This year they demanded that a liar and a thief named Barabbas be let go while this Jesus fellow be imprisoned and punished. I don't quite understand it all, but that's what he said. He tells me that they're about to prepare Jesus for his execution. Okay, note to self. Uh, apparently these soldiers have the actual Jesus with it. I can't believe I'm seeing this with my own eyes. There seems to be a whole garrison down there. I stripped the, his clothes off of him. There's... Yeah, a soldier has brought what looks like a purple robe or a cape or something. They're wrapping it around him. One of the soldiers is brought a makeshift crown made out of something. Uh, it's thorns. Oh, they're not going to... Uh, the, they just put the crown of thorns on his head and they... Uh, they pushed it down. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. I can't do anything to help him. It's grown strangely quiet up here on the wall. Kind of beside ourselves. What? One of them just put a stick in his hand and just knelt down in front of him. Who hit you? Yes, who hit you?
steam rising up off him. They've cut him open and I, I wonder if he's even alive. I have never witnessed anything like this before. I mean, I've seen some pretty violent movies in my time, but this, this isn't like that. He's already swollen up and his face isn't even distinguishable at this point. They pulled his beard out and they laid his flesh bare. He looks like like ground meat. <coughs> I can't even describe what I'm feeling right now. It's all so different when you see it happening. I, it's not just a story anymore. Why didn't he ever defend himself? What? He, he's moving. He's still alive? No! Oh, God. One of the guards just kicked him again. He's breathing, but... It's shallow and short. Oh, no. He just spit blood out of his mouth. This is horrifying. Get up, you dog! Two of the soldiers are dragging what appears to be a wooden cross. It's so much bigger than I imagined. They've thrown it down next to Jesus. No. I can't believe it. They've asked him to carry it on his back. Oh my God. His back's all cut up. It's bleeding. How can they do this? I'm not sure he can even get up. No, he, he's getting up. Oh, please, please, don't make him do this. I don't believe it. He's dragging it. He's actually dragging it. They're opening the doors. I'm going to jump down and follow him.
okay, note to self, I've climbed down off the wall, and they're bringing Jesus out of the compound at any moment. I see they have two others in chains, and they have crosses as well that they're carrying. It's a small crowd gathering. I think it's the followers and the family of Jesus. Nothing is happening at this point. I wonder what's holding everything up. So I um, spoke to this young woman. Of course, I got a few looks. I, I forget sometimes here where I'm at. I mean, I understand in this culture I'm not supposed to do that in public, but anyway, whatever. I asked her who she was, and she claimed to be someone named Martha, the sister of Lazarus. Like, I was supposed to know if he was famous or something. I don't know. Anyway, she seemed very upset and was having a hard time concentrating. She answered my questions, but in between sobbing. And, and I, I couldn't tell her what I witnessed. I mean, she's going to see Jesus soon enough coming out here and if she can recognize him after the beating. So I asked her how she knew him, and, and she said he was a friend of the family, and he was a good man, a special man is what she kept saying. I asked her what he had done, if anything, deserving death. And she answered um, very vehemently, no, and began to cry. And she talked about put my foot in my mouth of all the things to ask. Of course she wouldn't think he was guilty. I tried to cheer her up a bit, saying that I was a stranger in the town, and I wanted to know if this Jesus fellow was everything people said he was. And then her eyes just, like, lit up. And she began to talk about her brother and how he died, but she witnessed with her own eyes him raise from the dead. Yeah. He'd been dead for a few days, too, from what she said. And at the command of Jesus, he walked out of the tomb with his grave clothes on. She completely seemed convinced, like she'd witnessed a miracle. She said if I was ever around him, if I could ever look into his eyes, that I would understand she told me there was something different about him. Something you couldn't tell by just hearing about him. So I point blank asked her finally, is he really God? She looked at me like I punched her in the stomach. And, and then she stared at me with the deepest conviction I think I've ever seen. And, and she said, I do believe he is. But I don't know what to think now because they're going to kill him. Why does he have to die? She kept saying that. Why does, she, why does he have to die? And I just stared back. I, I didn't know how to answer her. I mean, oh, wait a minute. Something's happening. They've led Jesus out through the doors. The reaction from the crowd isn't good. I think for a show of strength, they've lined soldiers up, or they're lining them up on either side of the, of the road. Some people are very, very angry. All the women seem to be crying. Some even wailing. Oh, my. Oh, he looks horrible. He doesn't even look human. He's like a badly beaten animal. You can't tell it's him. He barely can. I don't see how they think he's going to be able to carry the cross from any distance at all. The crowd's growing bigger now. People are running down to the street here. Okay, moving. What? No! Oh! Ah! Careful, friend. Watch yourself. Excuse me. Sorry, I, I tripped. Sorry, I, I'm just... Well, I just can't believe my eyes. 
I'm Blake. I'm called Simon. And yes, these are incredible times. How sad for this man. From what I hear, he's innocent. Yet they are killing him anyway. Exactly. I actually watched them beat him. I've been hearing about him. Oh no. Look, I, I knew he couldn't carry it. He's falling. You! You there! Me? No, you! Me? Pick up his cross. You are carrying it for him. Move! What? You heard me. Pick it up! Oh! Oh! Here, I'll help you. Here. Oh my. He, he's looking right at Jesus. I'm sorry. Pray for me, Blake. Uh, I, uh, I'll do that. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Get out of the street. We don't have all day. Move now. Move. I met his eyes. Through all the blood in the flesh, I met his eyes. And he looked at me. It just pierced right through my soul. I'm not even sure how to feel right now. It's as though all time just stood still. I just thought he was like a fairy tale. But he's real. I keep pinching myself. This can't be real, can it? I don't know what I'm going to do. Whatever the case is, I have to figure a way to get back. I don't belong here. I mean, don't have all day. Come on, move! Move along. So here we go. Clear the street. If I remember my story right, we've got a short journey ahead of us, but. Uh, we're headed up to the place where they crucify Christ. I don't even know how to describe to you what I'm seeing. There's people of all walks of life, and they're like running alongside of the street. Some of them are running into the street, and the Roman soldiers are pulling them back. Everybody seems to want a piece of Jesus. And he's barely able to walk. In fact, sometimes he's being drugged. I feel sorry for Simon. But he's, he's carrying it. Oh. Leave him alone! I cannot believe my eyes. Knowing what's ahead is even harder for me. I just, just never thought that it was real. He was real. Pick him back up. But unless my, unless my senses are fooling me, I'm here. This is real. No resting. This is Jesus. Out of my way. 
I'm gonna see this through. I'm gonna see this through. God, give me strength. It's hard to bear what I'm seeing. It's like a morbid parade. I know what's coming. I feel compelled to stay and watch. And I don't know why. So, what will happen? You'll have to uh, download next week's program to find out what happens next. Of course, you can always cheat and read ahead in Matthew chapter 27. Of course, you don't know what happens to Blake, do you? You know, I know when you listen to something like this, especially this particular part, part one, it can seem, well, very hopeless. But really, um, that's just part of the story here. And it gets worse before it gets better. But it does get better. So don't just assume by the first part that it's going to be sad the whole time. There's some really good stuff coming up. And it will fill you full of hope. But here as we celebrate Palm Sunday today, or whenever you're listening to this, you know, I'm doing this a week before the Easter program. What you'll find out is that a week before he was on this parade to the place where he was going to get executed, uh, it was a joyous time. They were all excited about Jesus coming into town. And they call it Palm Sunday because they threw palm branches down on the ground and he rode into town on a donkey and everybody was excited and they were praising God. And within a week's time, they had turned their back on him and, and wanted him to be killed. So it's a really interesting story, a classic, really, uh, through time. And so hopefully next week you can uh, find out what happens to Blake. It'll be interesting. And, and what kind of sacrifice did Jesus really make for us? Hey, can I say a word of prayer before we end today? Father, I thank you for each and every person that's listened to the drama today. I don't know where they are at with you in their heart. But I do know, God, that you love them and you care about them. And ultimately, the sacrifice you made on the cross is such a loving and wonderful thing. And I know it's really cool because I know you didn't stay dead, that you rose again, and that you have an incredible plan and purpose for each one of us, especially those that are listening today. And I just thank you. I thank you for every single one of them. Would you bless them? Help them, Lord, if they're searching for you. If they're not, if they already know you, that's great too. But whatever the case is, God, I pray that we would be spiritual people, not necessarily religious, but spiritual people that are connected with you. And I thank you now, in Jesus' name. Amen. I had the idea for Beaten to a Pulp when I, I thought about, hmm, 
How could I make the story of Easter come alive with a science fiction twist? And so this is what I came up with. I asked my friends to help me be actors in it. I produced the music, and I'm excited about being able to share it with you. I have some special thanks to give, too. Here's the cast in order of appearance on part one. Rick Moyer as Dr. Blake Rumstead. Simon Meddings playing Dr. Charlie Blankenship. Jan Rhodes playing Dr. Samantha Crowley. Catherine Moyer as the cafe waitress. Preston Ward playing Townsfolk. Nathan Moyer playing Roman Soldier Number 1. And Richard Pete playing Simon from Cyrene. Join us next week for the exciting conclusion of Beaten to a Pulp. All music written, performed, and created by Rick Moyer from Moyer Multimedia, LLC. Story adapted from Matthew Chapter 27 and written by Rick and Amy Moyer and the family. TakeHimWithYou.com is an experiment of the Moyer family. We're asking if you would like to help us bring Take Him With You every week to people all around the world that you would go to our website, www.takehimwithyou.com, click on the donate button, and whatever you feel you could give to help bring this out to people every week, we would certainly appreciate it. We also are taking subscriptions to our weekly encouragement newsletter. Every Monday morning, receive a professional newsletter that'll make you smile and help you with your attitude during the week. And we're asking for $20 or more a month for that great newsletter that comes out weekly. Bless you, and thanks for listening. The complete audio drama and soundtrack will be available in the coming weeks. Keep listening to Take Him With You for more details. Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious, at www.takehimwithyou.com. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved.